listening to The Kelly Slusher Show with your host, Kelly Slusher. Pumpkin Spice. Pumpkin Spice. <laughs> Pumpkin Spice. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my episode 17 of my favorite Kelly Slusher show. Oh, my favorite show. My favorite show. My own. Gosh, you're self-indulge. Self-indulgence. Well, you know what? I do this. I do this podcast to seriously entertain myself. I do know you guys enjoy it because I get a lot of feedback and it, it really definitely propels me to keep going. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do. If you're in a using a place that has you know, a rating system, using Spotify and other platforms, please give it a five-star review. Don't give it anything less. Someone did. And please like and subscribe to anything. Just help me grow this because you guys are my grassroots audience. We're growing this together. But yes, somebody did give me not a good score because I noticed that out of, there's maybe five ratings. This is on Spotify. Um, And why am I and I know a bunch of people's like, I gave you five stars. And it's like, why am I at four stars? That means one person, the bad seed out there that wants to <laughs> not see this grow. Get out of here. Don't even bother. Like, don't rate something if you can't be nice. Seriously. Why? 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 You try to make a podcast person out there that gave me a bad review. <laughs> you do this. Do you know how much time and effort I put into this? Anyway. Um, I don't need to reminisce too much about that. I know who it probably is anyway. So, okay. I just wanted to share. I was, I was, uh, drinking my coffee and, um, sitting down on my little cute little love seat. And I was thinking, I was thinking about how fun I was like, I'm, I'm going to record episode 17, actually re-record episode 17. You guys don't know this. Sometimes I do, uh, record a couple times. I'll make full podcasts and be like, hmm not good enough. I really do. These are just the just same with my songs. There's so many songs that people have no idea I've written. I'm like, mm, they're just not quite top quality. I, I want to give you guys the best. Or sometimes it's just, I have to edit it so much. I'm like, what's the point? I'm going to be editing that for a couple hours. Just, just redo it. You know, I have the basic idea of what I want to talk about. But anyway, I was thinking about my grandma. I was thinking about my grandma, uh, my mom's mom. I'm thinking about how, uh, you know, she was this beautiful woman who married somebody who really suppressed her, but she was suppressed before that. So she never really, she never got to express herself. This woman never, ever expressed herself, never knew who she was. When she was a little girl, her dad, she was left-handed and her dad would tie her left hand behind her back to make her right with her right hand because anything like that would mean that she was weird and abnormal and the fact that she was a woman on top of it they were just she was just suppressed she never got to know who she was and I to me because that has propelled me even more to be as wacky and expressive as I can be I know that's I, that is such a big part of the suppression part, and I felt it a lot in my family. Suppression. I don't have the suppression, but even more, do I want to be, you know, really doing what I want to do? If I want to, you know, whatever it is, as long as I'm not harming anybody, 
I don't believe in making fun of people. Yeah, never calling anybody out. I, of course, that's what comedy is. We do make fun of people, we make fun of ourselves, but it's always gonna be lighthearted. I'm never gonna single somebody out, right? That's not, that's not nice, but that does interlude into a story that I wanted to tell you about. There was this time in Portland, I had just gotten uh, dumped, cold-heartedly dumped. But I was dumped by somebody who really needed to, to dump me because he was awful and it was very hard. Change person to this day, I don't mean, you know, he, if you're listening to this, it's not personal, but at the time, it was very hard, very, very hard. And it was abusive emotionally, it wasn't physically, but emotionally abusive and it was very hard. So I was already feeling like bad and then he dumps me. I feel even worse. And I was invited to a comedy show and so I go to this comedy show and it's this little teeny club. It's not even a club. It's like probably, a, it was more, it kind of felt like a, maybe there are bands there playing, but I don't think there was. It was this guy, he wasn't very popular, but no, 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 I wouldn't say he wasn't popular. He just wasn't very well known. There were a lot of people there to see him. I walk in and I sit, oh, I'm gonna, you know, I sit in the front. Let me tell you, you go to a comedy show, you sit in the back, hide. Go in the very back. Don't let them know you're there. Like seriously, don't don't let them see you. You hide in the back. Put a hat on, sunglasses, where you're just incognito. Or maybe walk in in an all black, you know, like those stage hands where you they can't, you know, they're like the, I don't know, they still do that, but they'd wear these all black like suits, even in their face, so they don't get, so they're not seen where they're like like doing things backstage. Do that. Okay, just don't be seen. So I decide to sit right in the front and I'm feeling like crap. And the one thing about me is I have really big energy. And so I, and I have to be, and I've learned this, I've got to be more friendly when I'm out and about because if I'm not, people think I'm just this like monster when I'm not, I'm just gonna be sitting there. But I'll just be like, I guess my mood or whatever. But anyway, I was just sitting there and I wasn't laughing at his jokes. Oh. Don't go to a comedy show to some, it's awkward. Do you want to laugh at something that you don't think is that funny? No, I don't make me laugh. You're not making me laugh. But it wasn't about him not making me laugh. I was just, I was totally upset, you know? So I'm sitting there and guess what? He starts to make me, he singles me out. I am all of a sudden the one person there he's making fun of. He starts making fun of me. I don't remember what he said, but there was a lot of throwing, you know, making fun of me for like not laughing at his jokes. And, but he didn't say that was why, but I knew that was why. And um, whatever he was saying about me, the audience were laughing. He was laughing. I was literally being just completely humiliated. And I just like get up and I run out crying. I'm just, at this point, I'm just crying. And I see somebody outside who had invited me and I was like, and they were out there and they didn't know what was going on. I was like, that guy just completely humiliated me. I gotta go. I, you know, this is the worst night of my life. So I leave. And then the next day, the guy sends me an email and apologizes to me. And the nice person that I am, I was like, oh, it's okay. But what I should have said, like, you need to apologize to your audience. You need to not be that kind of comedian. Hopefully he learned that. 
Don't single people out and humiliate them. Please, are you that insecure? Yes. And you know what? It is so hard to get up on that stage. Now, I don't do it. I'm not gonna do stand-up comedy. The only way I will ever do stand-up comedy is if I have enough people that already love me and I know I'm gonna go in that room and they're gonna support me and I'll just do what I'm doing here. But it, it would have to be a situation. But there's no way you're gonna get me to go to a comedy club, a bunch of people I've never met and decide or think that I'm gonna make them laugh. Most of my comedy comes from being comfortable. Okay, like gotta, I gotta feel comfortable. I gotta feel safe. Like there's no way I'm gonna just be like, hey, you know, that takes a certain personality. And even the, and most people who do comedy, they just, stand-up comedy, they just can do it. I'm sure that's just, it was, it's painful, but they still do it. So it's a certain personality. It's kind of like realtors. If you're gonna be a real, real estate agent, you got to be okay with, people slamming the door in your face because you have to call people you have to like cold call people like I guess it's really hard to get it going but if you can get it going you can make a lot of money but it takes type a personality so that's why real estate agents generally are annoying kind of people and I've had to work a lot with them so I have a lot of that experience not just like someone just buying a house but literally I've had to work with these different personalities and yeah most of them most of them are completely not my kind of people. I'm not gonna say they're all bad. They're not all annoying, but it does take a certain type of person. I'm not that kind of person. I'm not gonna go, as I said, get on a stage and try to do that. And if I did, I would never single people out. So then that comes back to being here, doing my comedy, never gonna single people out. And um, I will make fun of people every once in a while. Like, okay, like the other night I played an open mic um, and the guy was, the host, like I had to sit through like 16 or maybe it was like 14 acts to like just to play, which was annoying, but I kept it up and I'm so glad I did because through that I actually made a, a really good connection. Like someone who was in the audience who saw me play and said, hey, and he hands me a card. He's like, hey, check this other place out. And I was like, oh, those are my people. So I went to that other thing and I was like, oh, these are my people. So glad I did. But the host was really rude to me. I'm not going to say who he was, but I will say that I got a little sassy and I guess um, cause it was a microphone right there. My friend was like, boy, you were like, cause he was like just giving me a hard time. And then like in between songs, he comes up and he's like, your mic's not right. We can't hear you. And I'm like, and he's like mad at me because I'm not buttoning up my mouth against the microphone. He's like, you're too far away. And I said, I'm not touching. I said, it. you can hear me say it in the microphone. I was like, I'm not touching that microphone. I'm not touching the microphone intentionally not touching the microphone. That is how I get, I got sick uh, like a month, uh, over a month ago. And I know it's because I played open mics. They need to be like sanitizing them. Maybe I'll just bring my own sanitizer and then I'll look like that person, but it doesn't matter. So I said, I'm not touching that. And he's like, oh, I understand that. And I was like, just turn up the PA. And he did. But I guess what I had said was, I know how I like my microphone. <laughs> I know the adjustment. Did I make myself clear? That's what my friend said I said. And I was like, I did? I said, did I make myself clear? I guess like, I'm like really mama bear. Like if you start to mess with me when I'm performing, I guess I'm really mama bear. But of course, because this is my baby, these are my projects. If you try to like come up and sabotage me, I'm probably gonna kick you. Like don't mess with me. Like that's when I'm like not sweet. 
I'm sweet, but when it comes to my stuff and me, you know, I just, you're not going to bulldoze me or like try to make me feel bad. There were some birds in the background singing. That was really cute. So I didn't talk about, oh, that very intro, pumpkin spice. I'm done with pumpkin spice. I don't even like pumpkin spice. I don't even think I've tasted it. I think I tasted it one time. It tasted like nothing special. I don't understand it. I just, it just is the weirdest thing. Why is it everywhere? What is this like? Is it some kind of mind control program? They're like pumpkin spice and like people like it triggers them and they're like, uh, pumpkin spice. Uh, I'm a zombie. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems really weird to me, but it is like, a, you know, it is like the official, I guess the way we can see it, the way we can see it is once we see the words pumpkin spice, we can now go, it's officially fall. We can officially get on our onesies and curl up on the couch all season and drink our hot, warm drinks. And um, I'm not doing that, though. I've got stuff to do. i got things to do. I can't believe how many episodes, like when I I go, go to my Spotify and I listen, you know, I don't, I was listening to them as I was making the thing. I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much content. I got to keep going here. Okay. <clears throat> so, so y'all, I went to um, put, oh, I just put a single out and um, it's called Places I Don't Belong. It's very pretty. And I put went to put it on Bandcamp and did she, it's, their Bandcamp's doing this weird thing now where it said like, cause I hadn't gone on there for quite a while. Um, and they said, you're not part of a cult. You haven't started a cult yet. Like C-U-L-T. It said that. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not part of a cult. Uh, and no, I'm not going to be starting a cult band camp. What are you doing? What? It's like, I get they're trying to like get you to like do some kind of like you're creating a following. It's basically your following. I like to stick to the word following. I like to stick to like the lighter words. But when you start saying cult, do you know what that means? I don't think anything good has come out of starting a cult. I mean, just look into it, Bandcamp. Not a good thing. It's too associated with things that aren't good and not fun. Nothing about cult tells me, hey, I want to start a cult. That sounds fun. No, it sounds heavy and dark. So I'm not doing that. And so I know that Bandcat got bought up by a bigger, I think they got absorbed into a bigger company. And ever since I did that last year, I kind of was wondering how it was gonna change. Well, apparently this is one clue. <laughs> I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but even so late, because the thing is Bandcamp's always been amazing for, oh, amazing-ish, I would say. It's not like great, because I don't I don't really know how well it circulates within the community. That's probably why they want you to do a cult. But it's great for your audience. Hey, go to Bandcamp, you can buy all my stuff there. and. You know, they take a percentage of it, but if, you know, they have to pay their bills, that, you know, why? I, I get that. Um, but it's a great way to be independent and sell your own stuff. It's, you know, cause like when you listen to people on streaming services, it takes, in order for a, uh, a musician who puts music up to make anything, you've got, they've got to get millions of plays 
before you see probably much money. It's, you know, when I look at my statements, although I will say my music's kind of scattered throughout, so I've got certain labels, I've got multiple record labels that have, have released stuff. I don't see, the only thing I see is what I've put up, and so that's not, that's more singles and uh, one, two out, no, no, I think it's like one, I think it's just singles is what I'm seeing now because I've got a couple albums that is now through a distributor through this record label and then I've got three of actually all my albums. I don't see anything from them is what I'm trying to say. So all I can look at is my counts for my singles and it's like, okay, it's getting played and then you see the, the money amount. You're like, that's ridiculous. But um, that's why it's great, Bandcap and places like that. But if they're going to start, you know, doing that and getting all weird, that's not going to work for me. So, um, I don't know. I'm gonna stick to podcasting, playing live. But I don't mind. I don't mind people streaming my music. I love it. I want people to stream my music because it's a good thing to stream. Seriously, like I have people that just put on my music and they just like put it in the background. It's really, it's very peaceful. It's a very pretty. It's why I play that music, that style. I did. Oh, I'm starting a band. Announcement. I got a news announcement. just started a band and it's with my friend Jim Revis he's drumming and we were in a band before and now it's I've got a bunch of songs from when we were playing before and songs I've written that aren't quite uh, I would say what I want to play with my Kelly Slusher solo stuff so now it's called uh, Slushies S-L-U-S S-L-U-S-H-E-E-S and it was we were at Golden Bear the other night and we had just jammed and I was like well we have a band name and then I look over and I was like look at look how they spelled slushies because I miss they make slushies usually it's with I-E-S and my last name slusher so we're like oh slushies that'd be so cute so it'd be they're my slushies so we were looking for um, a couple band members we're looking for bass player and um, at least a bass player and if we don't find a good bass player then we'll just play just with the two of us because it sounds legit okay so I was at the Golden Bear. Oh wait, should I say that? Yeah, I can say that. I was at the Golden Bear doing open mic and um, this was last week and there was these two rappers and they got on stage together to do a duet like song. And so they had the hip hop beat going and then the one guy starts singing and he's like singing the sweetest thing. Like, baby, I'm really into you. I really love you. You're the best thing ever, blah, blah, blah. I love you. You're, you know, I hope you like me. and. And oh, you're so sweet, and just I mean, just this, this, just pouring out his heart, just this woman. He loves her, and she's wonderful. And then the next rapper starts his, you know, the guy ends. The next rapper starts in on his part of the song, and he's like, and the, his energy was so opposite. He was like, all you want to do is take my money. You don't care about me. I mean, he was just like hating on this lady, just hating on her and just hating on women and how they're just using them for his money. And I really doubt he had much money to be used for. But you no, know, he was hating, but of course he was, you know, that's a script, right? That's a one of the hip hop scripts of women taking their money and all that. But it was just so funny because he was just like, <laughs> literally the opposite energies of how they felt about women and love. And I just wanted to be like, did you guys not, before getting on stage thinking about what you're saying because this is hilarious so I I thought it was really really good I was like that's gold um so that's really funny 
Um, and, oh, and um, I love soy milk. And uh, let me just say this, it's not, you know, paid advertisement, but I cannot get, I can, I have gone to so many cafes and I always want a soy latte. That's like my jam. Love soy lattes. I love soy milk. I understand it's not for everybody. You know, it kind of messes with your hormones if you don't, but not with mine. It's a good thing. It makes me feel good. So it's something that my body likes. I get it. I get it. I get it. But why, why, why? Why did it get replaced with oat milk? Why, you know, like I, I settle for almond milk, but see, soy milk has protein in it. Oat milk has carbs and nothing else. It's not good for you. I can argue this. I even, I even looked it up and did some research. It's fine, but even like half and half is protein. You know, almond milk is protein, but oat milk. Sorry, oat milk. You're not going to be sticking around long because you offer no nutritional value and you're full of calories. Soy milk. So anyway, I was at Temple Coffee. Yay, Temple. Temple Coffee. And um, I said, what kind of alternative milks do you have? And he said, almond, coconut, soy. It's like, oh, you have soy milk? There was a place up in this one little town near our, nearby, a little podunk. And I went there and I was like, can I get a soy latte? And he was like, no one uses soy anymore. Are you serious? You need to get with the program. Oh, really? Well, guess what? Downtown Sacramento, they have it. Temple Coffee. They're hip, man. They're keeping the 90s alive. And not in the way that Portlandia is. Not the way that Portland is. It's a different vibe, like, but I don't know. It's super fun. Anyway. Um, that was cool. And, um, oh, here's a fun story. I wrote a bunch of stuff down. I have so many stories. As you can tell by my, you know, and I love, I love storytelling. Someone did tell me recently that I do tell good stories. And I'm like, good, because that's what I like doing. Um, there was this time when I lived in New York and I worked in this restaurant, Mama's Food Shop so crazy like I don't even know how I survived it because it was very high vibe very, I don't know what high vibe high energy not high vibe high energy like the music was like always blasting and, but it was fun and you got to be a little, I got to be this little artsy girl serving food people would come up to the counter and they would point out what they wanted it was fried it was mainly fried chicken mashed potatoes mac it was like home cooking mac and cheese and it was really good and it was like ten dollars and eighty six for like $10 for like this whole plate of food. So um, it was very popular. They'd be like a line out the door. So I worked there and the owners were really interesting. Um, anyway, they invited me to a really nice restaurant. After I'd worked there for a while, they invited me to this really nice restaurant. I don't remember why. I just think that he was just a really bizarro kind of nice, but not nice kind of person, <laughs> the owner, him and his partner. So we are sitting in this restaurant and we're just sitting there. It's just, I think there's like only three of us. We're just sitting there, blah, 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 blah. And I look over and I'm like, is that literally REM is sitting right next to us. I'm like, is that every, that's every member of REM and it's just them only sitting at that table. 
and directly across from me, like as direct as you can be, Michael Stipe and I are just like, it, you can't help but stare at each other because the way like my chair was and, the, and he was maybe not that far away, you know, they were at a longer table. But yeah, I stared at Michael Stipe for um, the whole, not the whole time, I tried not to, but I was like, that's Michael Stipe. That's Michael Stipe. Losing my religion. And so I was trying to convince the owner, who Michael, who had taken me to dinner, I was like, please, please, please lick your plate in front of R.E.M., please. And he wouldn't do it. And I was like, please, please make a fool out of yourself in front of R.E.M. Because I'm for some reason, they kept staring at us. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm sure we kind of stand out, you know. I had that kind of vibe. But yeah, it was weird. I It's, you know, just one of those memories I thought about. I was like, yeah, that's right, me and Michael Stipe. Just like, Mer. there's Michael Stipe. That's me. Me and Michael Stipe. We go really far back to that restaurant. Um, I think he's pretty intrigued by me. <laughs> um, no, it's because you couldn't help but stare at each other. <laughs> oh, I have so many good stories like that. Like the time I was like, I was in the subway. I was getting ready to get out. And the doors open. I'm standing at the doors. The doors open right there is Mike D from the Beastie Boys. And I was like, it's Mike D. That's Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Like knowing 100% that's Mike D. And I just left the doors just open right. And he was like in my face. I'm like, Mike D. I used to listen to Beastie Boys like way a lot. That's really cool. Um, so many of that. I mean, that happens when you live in LA or you live in New York because that's where all the big famous people, you know, live. And um, it's fun. It's fun. Take it with a grain of salt. It's fun. But, um... Pumpkin spice. It's so nice. Try it with ice. Cause it's pumpkin spice. I gotta have it all day. Gotta have it in a muffin. Gotta have it in my latte. Gotta have it in my hair. Gotta have it in my boots. Gotta have it in the heavens. Gotta have it in the clouds. Pumpkin spice. Twice as nice. When it's on ice, gotta have it all day. Make a million dollars from pumpkin spice. invigorating run. I live by this really cute little park. They turned it into this sanctuary type of situation. I guess. What do you call it? What do you call it? I don't know. Anyway, it's really cute and it has a great bike trail, running trail. It's full of trees and it's literally right by my house. So, um, so I'm running and I'm like, yeah, it's great. And then, um, there was no kids on the zip line. Okay, anytime I'm at the park, the kid, that zip line is just because it's school, school hours, I guess. But you know, even the little kids, no one was on the zip line. So I pause my my running and I do and I do the zip line. I'm like, whoa, it's the funnest thing ever. And like, it's really quite long, but it, you know, it's it's on post. It's not like it's zip lining through like a bunch of trees. It's you know on the playground. And it's, it does go for a while. And then I'm, you know, cause I'm not a kid. It goes, you know, my weight takes it all the way, you know, it's designed for children, not for adults. 
So when you're bigger, like you feel like you're gonna like crash into the end. And so when you hit the end, it's like, whoa! And then you like swing and then it will swing me back. Did it twice. And I noticed like there were some adults staring at me and I'm like thinking, yeah, ride the zip line. Never not ride the zip line. Doesn't matter if you're not a little kid, ride the zip line. <laughs> Even if I had kids, I'd be like, okay, now it's my turn. I mean, there's no way I'm not gonna play too. Um, it's so funny how people get like that. They get so, uh, oh, you're not supposed to do that, you know. They just, people stop themselves from being free and having fun. Little things, okay? And then there was this kid and he was like, he, the mom's like, hey, do you want your jacket? It's kind of cool. So he's like, okay, I won't do this in the microphone. The kid's like, yeah, yeah, I want my, I want my jacket. You know, his response was cute. And he's like, yeah, that's what I want. So I was like, man, I wish I could, I wish I had a mommy that just like took, <laughs> had a mommy. Kelly, it's kind of cold. Do you want a jacket? Yeah, I want my jacket. Do you, oh, Kelly, uh, do you want a cup of coffee? Yeah, yeah, I want a cup of coffee. What else would it be like? Kelly, do you want to go play some music? Yeah, I want to play music. But then it'd be like 9.30 at night. Kelly, it's time to go to bed. No. <laughs> or all the hard stuff. Like <laughs> Maybe I don't want a mommy. But it'd be kind of fun if you had someone they could like hire. Not in like that kind of creepy way. Because I know that's like a fetish. But just in the innocent way of like hiring someone who just like mommied you and like took care of you. So you didn't have to think about anything. Um, I guess that's called an assistant. Anyway. That was funny. Gosh, now I'm at the end of my podcast. Okay, I'm wrapping up number 17. I'm going to give it a title and upload it. And then I'm going to work on my next one. I really got to get some sketches done here. Um, I think after I get all these, uh, all the stuff uploaded to YouTube, I'll have, it'll free up some of my time so I can actually make more sketches. Okay. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Okay. Bye.